The LA Kings are in the playoffs after two big road wins over the weekend. We'll recap both games. Plus, I thought the goalie competition might have been decided, but maybe not. Plus, the Kings are battling injuries while also battling for a division title. That and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. We're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We are at 1,548 subscribers at last check as we move into April. We continue our goal to try and get at least 100 new subscribers each month, and we are riding a streak of six straight months with 100 or more subscribers, we had over 200 last month. So looking forward to the uh, March to 2,000 subscribers. Uh, thank you for all the support of the YouTube channel. And if you haven't liked or subscribed yet, doing so really helps out the channel get more recognized. So thank you for taking the time to do that. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 16 years and a passionate L.A. Kings fan for the past 30 years. The L.A. Kings have five games left in the regular season before the playoffs start, but there are still some huge games ahead. We'll talk about that coming up, but first we take a quick look back at the Kings this weekend. They had back-to-back games on the road Saturday in Seattle and Sunday in Vancouver, and they won both of them. Uh, on Saturday, the Kings beat the Kraken 3-1. to After a scoreless first period, Sean Dursey got the Kings on the board in the second period after Falling down behind the net, chasing the puck on a forecheck. Jersey got up and the puck deflected right to him after a shot from Alex Iafala was deflected. Jersey basically caught the puck and was able to put it into an empty net for his ninth goal of the season. And it made it one nothing Kings. In the third period, Carl Grunstrom made it 2 nothing, intercepting a pass in the Seattle zone and snapping off a wicked wrist shot at the top corner of the net. For Grunstrom, his 12th of the season and his fifth goal in the last eight games. After that, the Kraken did make it 2-1, but Kevin Fiala would score into an empty net to seal the victory, and again, the Kings skate off with a 3-1 victory. As for what was good in the win over Seattle, well, a lot. Um, I thought the top at the top of the list uh, was goalie Phoenix Copley. Um, not sure if he felt like maybe he was out of the running for the number one goalie job with Jonas Corposalo getting those back-to-back starts and getting the nod in that big game against the Oilers, but... Um, if he felt slighted, um, he maybe he used it as motivation, or maybe he just didn't care because he went out and played, I think, his best game of the season. Uh, Copley turned aside 25 of 26 shots. He improved to 24, 4, and 3 on the season. He looked very comfortable, under control, uh, locked in, made several key saves late in helping the Kings to get that victory. Uh, we are going to talk much more about the Kings' goaltending situation coming up in a bit, but Phoenix Copley gets the crown as our player of the game for the win over the Kraken. Also, props to Kings defenseman Sean Dursey. Now, I called him out for that bad turnover that led to the Connor McDavid breakaway goal shorthanded in the previous game against the Oilers. And I know he has had his issues with some bad decisions here and there, but I thought he played a great game as well. And good to see him bounce back from 
what had to be an embarrassing uh, turnover that led to that big goal. Um, but, and he, you know, the goal that he had was, was great. It's good to see him chip in offensively because he's obviously a, an offensive defenseman, but I thought he played solid defense as well, made good decisions throughout. And um, while we're at it, props to the entire defensive core. Um, they didn't show any ill effects at all from the shuffling of the pairings due to the Mikey Anderson injury. Vladislav Gabrikov moved up from the second pairing to the first pairing to take Anderson's spot alongside Drew Doughty. I thought he looked very solid. Um, Jersey moved back over to the left side in Gabrikov's spot on the second pairing, along with Matt Roy. They both looked very, very good. And Sean Walker was back in on the third pairing with Alex Edler, and they played well as well. Um, you know, I've talked about guys like Brant Clark and Jordan Spence, and maybe that, you know, with those guys coming in sooner rather than later, uh, that maybe Sean Dursey is expendable. Maybe they can move on from him and get some assets in return. That said, I, I think he's still a very young, very talented player. I think his best hockey is still ahead of him. And his biggest asset is his versatility. He can play on both the right and the left sides. And maybe that versatility has the Kings wanting to hold on to him. So we shall see. Um, but those are decisions to be made in the offseason for this season Sean Dursey is still a very important player of this Kings roster, and uh, I thought it was encouraging the way he bounced back from that from that misplay uh, against the Oilers to have a pretty solid game. Uh, so what was the bad from the game against Seattle? Because there's always some good and bad, um, and but that would be the health of Kevin Fiala. Now, coming in, he had missed the previous game, um, and it was pretty clear on the first shift against Seattle that Kevin Fiala was not 100%. He did not look like his usual self. He did not have that burst. He did not have that quickness that we've seen all season long from him. Um, now, he did end up playing the entire game and gutting it out, and he did get the empty net goal to seal it. But just looking at him, the way he did at times labor, you wonder what's going on there. And uh, you know, clearly, if he has issues with making whatever this injury is more severe, and we know he had the knee-on-knee collision against Colorado, so we assume it's a knee injury, but if the Kings had any concerns that by him playing, he could make that injury worse, there's no way they would play him. So my only thought is that it has to be an injury that can't get any worse by playing, but that is going to cause him pain and is going to cause him discomfort. And it's something that if he plays, he's just going to have to learn to play with. Now, again, I'm no trainer. I'm no doctor. That's something that's way out of my uh, pay grade comfort zone. But it seems to me, as uh, someone who doesn't know, that more rest would be beneficial. Like, I got to assume if he rests the rest of the regular season, that has to help in some regard. Um, but again, I assume that, again, he can't injure it anymore and he wants to play. So they've cleared him to play. That said, um, it's going to be very interesting to see if they continue to play him going forward or if they rest him. But uh, obviously, that is a concern for the LA Kings and not only Kevin Fiala, but some other players as well, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. So Kevin Fiala did not play in the next game on Sunday against the Canucks. Now, maybe they wanted it. Maybe that was the plan all along. Maybe they wanted to give him a day off, not have him play back-to-back games with that sore knee, but we'll have to wait and see if he plays or not coming up on Tuesday uh, or if they're going to continue to rest him again. We don't know. Um, but as for the game uh, against the Canucks, uh, L.A. getting the 4-1 victory. Now, they did fall behind 1-0 in this one early, but they would tie it up on an Alex Iafalo goal uh, while the teams were skating 4-on-4. Four four. A great passing play 
after a one face off in the Canucks and Andre Kopitar setting up Ayafalo for the one timer and a beautiful finish by Alex Ayafalo. Second period, Ayafalo would make it 2 1 LA on a much needed power play gold. This time, Ayafalo goes to the net, got a piece of a Victor Arvidsson shot, and uh, makes it 2 1 Kings. In the third, Arthur Kaliev scored a big goal after getting his own rebound on a shot, and uh, it was his 12th of the year. Blake Lazat would seal it with an empty net goal, his 11th of the season, and the Kings again get the 4-1 victory in Vancouver, a place where they've had a lot of issues as of late. It was their first uh, win in Vancouver since 2018, their first regulation win in Vancouver since 2017. So good to see the Kings get uh, that monkey off their back a bit um, against a Vancouver team that has been playing well of late and has given the Kings trouble in the past. So Jonas Corposalo was in net for this one, back-to-back games, back-to-back nights. He allowed one goal on 25 shots. We're going to talk more about the goalie situation in a bit. Um, but I am going with Alex Ayafalo, his two goals, and a great defensive play in the third period. To uh, It appeared to save a goal. Um, the, the puck ended up in the high slot, and uh, Alex Ayafalo was there to knock it out of danger, deflect it out of danger with his stick. Great defensive play while killing a penalty. So Alex Ayafalo, for his defense and his two goals, uh, he gets the player of the game. For the, for the game against uh, the Canucks. So the crowns this weekend going to Alex Iafalo and Phoenix Copley for our players of the weekend. Now there was one down note from the win over Vancouver and it had to do with another injury as veteran defenseman Alex Edler left in the first period and did not return diagnosed with an upper body injury. Um, so we've got that now to worry about. But all in all, solid weekend for the Kings. Uh, I was most impressed with, again, how the Kings played defensively again with the shuffling of the defensive pairings, and then in the game against Vancouver, having to go for most of the game with only five defensemen. I thought it didn't affect him at all. They played great defense throughout. Another game where the Kings have allowed two goals or less, which they've done a lot of lately. So just great job all the way around uh, from the team standpoint for the LA Kings. And you know what? It's They're in a position. We'll talk more about the standings in the Pacific later on, but they are right where they want to be. Late in the year, they have a chance They've clinched a playoff spot now. Uh, They've got a chance to win the division. They've got a chance to get home ice advantage, at least in the first round. The things that the Kings, the goals that they had out there for them, they've accomplished one in getting in the playoffs. The other one is, you know, like winning a division, getting home ice. Those things are still right there available for the LA Kings. But there are some huge, huge games coming up this week. Um, As for the Kings, they hit the 100-point mark, uh, something they've only done six times in their 56-year history. First time that the Kings have hit the 100-point mark since the 2015-16 season. And, of course, they clinch a playoff spot for the second year in a row. So I thought the goalie competition might have been over. Uh, Now, I'm not so sure. We'll talk more about that in a second. But I want to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, to help you start your day right, this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health and to make things easier. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
So when Jonas Corposalo made back-to-back starts and got the nod in that big game against Edmonton, I, and I think a lot of Kings fans thought, ah, Corposalo has now won the job. He's the number one goalie going forward. But after this weekend, I'm not totally convinced of that. Phoenix Copley looked great against the Kraken. He had a 962 save percentage in that game, his second best uh, as an LA King. And uh, this was on the road against the playoff team. The only time he had a better save percentage in a game was a 967 save percentage against the worst team in the NHL, the Blue Jackets, in a home game. So I thought this was Phoenix Copley's best game of the season. And I think under the circumstances, uh, all props to Phoenix Copley uh, for, again, you know, if he did feel, in fact, like a lot of us did, that he had lost that chance at getting the starting job, he didn't let it distract him at all. Uh, he went out and did his job, and then some. He was under control, solid rebound control. I thought he played with a lot of confidence, and good on Phoenix Copley. Um, you know, it, again, it is not out of the realm of possibility that he could play a huge role for the LA Kings come playoff time, and he's got to be ready. And I would say, judging by that performance, He's ready. He's focused and he's ready to do his job regardless if he's the number one or the number two. Um, as for Corpusalo on Sunday, he was good, but I thought he kind of fought the puck uh, a lot. Uh, he wasn't great with his rebound control, but give him credit. He did not have his A game and he still only allowed one goal and got the win. So uh, let's revisit the numbers on the two goalies since Jonas Corpusalo was picked up before the trade deadline. I thought we were kind of moving on beyond this, but maybe not so much. Phoenix Copley, since the Jonas Corposalo vladislav Gavrikov trade, is 6-0-1. His goals against average is 2.13. Uh, his save percentage is 9-11. Uh, he has wins over the Canadians, Capitals, Blue Jackets, Flames, Blues, and Kraken. His one loss came in a shootout against the Predators. As for Jonas Corposalo, he's 5-2-1 a 1.75 goals against average, a 9.37 save percentage. He's got wins over the Blues, Avalanche, Islanders, Jets, and Canucks. Losses to the Oilers and Flames and Canucks in overtime. So what does Jonas Corposal have going for him? Well, he has slightly better numbers against slightly better competition, and he has playoff experience in his career. What has Phoenix Copley got going for him? 24-4-3. That's, that's what he's got going for him. He wins. He just wins. Um, and, and he's obviously carried the mail most of the season for the Kings. Uh, it will be very interesting to see who Todd McClellan goes with on Tuesday in the big home game against the Oilers and on Thursday in that big road game against the Golden Knights, the two biggest games of the season so far. So will it be Copley? Will it be Corpusalo? Could, could they split? Uh, I don't know. And how far will their performances in those games go in determining who is, in fact, the number one goalie? going to the playoffs. So it is a great luxury to have two guys playing so well. Again, it's a good problem to have. I don't think there's a bad decision necessarily. I mean, we certainly can debate who our preference would be. Um, and I've said before, I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Corpus Solid because of the playoff experience, but I'm feeling good about our goalie situation right now for the LA Kings. And as we've said, who, who would have thought we would say that uh, a few, just a few months ago when we had Cal Peterson and Jonathan Quick in that? As for the Kings' biggest concern, the injuries. Things have not cleared up any since our last show. As a matter of fact, it's gotten cloudier. As of the recording of this show, we have no new information to report about any of the Kings' injured players. 
Kevin Fiala, Mikey Anderson, Gabe Velarde, and now Alex Edler. Now, despite the huge games coming up this week, and I am sure all these players very much want to be out on the ice for one of those games, if not both, but the Kings have got to take a big picture look at this, and I'm sure they will. The Kings need to be as healthy as possible for the playoffs. If that means that they don't play these guys for the rest of the regular season, it ends up costing them home ice or a shot at a division title. So be it. Um, certainly, we'd love to have one or both of those things. But again, the bigger picture is having your team as healthy as possible going into the playoffs. Now, the good news is that, again, it appears that none of these injuries are long-term. The Mikey Anderson situation is a little bit cloudy because of a possible concussion. Those things are hard to diagnose. But no one's been put on injured reserve. Everyone appears to be day-to-day. So I'm not going to be shocked if we see a couple of them. Hell, maybe all of them in the game against Edmonton or Vegas coming up this week. It's possible. We don't know. We'll have a better picture tomorrow when we see the Kings at the morning skate and see who's on the ice, things like that. When we last left you, we did hear that Gabe Velarde was skating, um, but uh, Mikey Anderson was not. As for Fiala, we saw him in one of the games over the weekend, but not sure if it was just a day off a game, you know, games on back-to-back nights or if they're going to rest him. So anyway, it's still to be decided, but to me, that's clearly the biggest concern of the LA Kings is the health Right now, I I do want to, though, give credit to the Kings for overcoming these injuries, at least in the short term, and playing well. Uh, Credit to guys like Sean Dursey, Arthur Kaliev, Sean Walker, moving up and down, in and out of the lineup, and and doing a solid job. And their teammates uh, also doing a good job of of being versatile and being uh, able to adapt to playing with different players, things like that. So the Kings have done a good job with that. Now, I would suspect that for Tuesday's game against the Oilers that Edler would be out, but if he is, Tobias Bjornfoot, I would think, would slot into his position on the left side on the third pairing. Uh, They just called him up after the Mikey Anderson injury from the AHL, so I I think he could just slide into there, into that spot, and everything would be fine playing alongside of Sean Walker, but that remains to be seen as far as any roster moves, roster changes uh, going forward this week. There is potentially some big news uh, regarding one of those big upcoming games this week, and I think some Kings fans are going to be relieved if this news is in fact true. We'll get into that in a moment, but first I want to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings also brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? you got to try Built Bar. They are so delicious that you will not think you're eating something that's actually good for you. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievable new flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Not sure how Built does it, but these are protein bars that taste like candy bars. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box by going online and order them, although you can if you want at Built.com, but you can also get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. They are in the pharmacy section. In addition to the new flavors, they have the old favorites too, like cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. Built Bars, protein bars that taste like candy bars. We are going to check in on the Pacific Division standings as we start a new week, but the Pacific Division uh, was thought by a lot of people going into this season to be the worst division in the NHL. And it has been anything but. As a matter of fact, it is easily the best division in hockey since March. Uh, And again, March 1st, Edmonton has the most points in the NHL with 27, a record of 13-2-1. Vegas has the third most points in the NHL since March 1st, 25, 
record of 12-3-1, and the LA Kings have the fourth most points in the NHL since March 1st with 24, a record of 11-2-2. The only other team in the top four in points since March in the NHL that is not in the Pacific Division is the Boston Bruins, who are on the verge of the most wins and most points in a single season in NHL history. So again, the Pacific Division has been a very good division this year, and down the stretch has been the best division in hockey. Unfortunately for the LA Kings, because we're competing against two of those three teams. Uh, As for the overall standings in the Pacific, Vegas still on top. 47-22-7, 47-22-7, and seven, the record for 101 points. They played 76 games this season. They went 1-1-1 one, one, and one since last Monday. They picked up a nice win over Minnesota, which was a battle of the top two teams in the Western Conference, or at least the top two division leaders. Um, they lost to Edmonton in overtime and uh, then lost to San Jose, which is certainly surprising. Uh, Golden Knights have five games left in the season. They're at Minnesota tonight. They're playing Nashville Tuesday, home against the Kings on Thursday in a big one, and then at Dallas on Saturday. So their schedule for this week is a pretty tough one. Uh, one Vegas note that Kings fans will be interested in, Laurent Brassois, which is a very fun name to say, has apparently taken over as the number one goalie for the Vegas Golden Knights, and he is expected to get the start against the LA Kings this Thursday, and it appears that we will not see Jonathan Quick against the LA Kings. Now that hasn't been confirmed. That's what's suspected. Again, Lorenz Brassois, now the number one goalie in Vegas. Uh, and it doesn't look like we'll get that storyline that a lot of people would have been, would have been talking about in hockey of Jonathan Quick against the LA Kings. So we'll wait and see. Uh, I went to the vet today, uh, took our, our dog in. He was, she was not feeling well. Thankfully she's fine. But I was wearing my King's hat and uh, the vet tech came out to bring our, our dog out. Saw my hat. He's like, 100 points. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'm still not over the quick trade. And I said, well, it doesn't look like we're going to face him on Thursday. And he said, thank God. So uh, I'm not sure how much the guy that works at the vet is, uh, is uh, you know, along with a lot of other Kings fans out there. But as it looks now, the report we're hearing is it does not look like the Kings will face Jonathan Quick on Thursday. But we'll see. Uh, the Kings are still in second place in the Pacific, 45-22-10 for 100 points, 77 games played. Kings went 2-2 two and two over the past week, wins over Seattle and Vancouver, losses to Calgary and Edmonton. Kings have five games left in the season. They host the Oilers on Tuesday. They're at Vegas on Thursday and then Saturday against Colorado. Three really big games against three really good teams this week. So it's a huge week for the Kings. Uh, the Kings, obviously, like I said, they, if they can win those games against Vegas and Edmonton, they are right there to win the division, right there to have all my Savannah's in the first round. But it's going to be uh, going to take a couple of big efforts coming up on Tuesday and Thursday in those two enormous games. For Edmonton, they're still right now, despite that great record that we talked about since uh, the beginning of March, uh, they are still in third place in the division, but just one point back of the Kings. 45, 23, and 9, the record for 99 points. They have played 77 games. So actually, uh, Vegas does have a game in hand on both the Kings and the Oilers. Edmonton was 4 0 over the past week. Uh, they were briefly in second place until the Kings beat Vancouver. Um, the Oilers picked up wins over Arizona, Vegas, LA, and Anaheim. This week for Edmonton, they play in LA and then Wednesday at Anaheim, Saturday at San Jose. So a favorable schedule this week for the Oilers, but that big win against or since they have big game against the Kings coming up on Tuesday. So again, real quick, Vegas, 101 points, six games left, LA, hundred points, five games left, Edmonton, 99 points. 
five games left. Those three teams going forward could finish in any order of the three uh, as we go down the stretch here. So it's a great, great race to see who's going to win the Pacific and who's going to get home ice in the first round between that 2-3 matchup. If the, if the playoffs started today, it would be the Kings hosting the Oilers, Golden Knights hosting the Jets, Wild taking on the Kraken, and the Avalanche against the Stars in the Western Conference playoffs. Hey, a real quick rain report. Um, unfortunately, the season for our AHL affiliate in Ontario, not going as well as the uh, the big club in the NHL. Uh, the rain were 0-3 this past week. They have lost 13 of 16. Uh, Alex Laferriere, who just signed with the Kings after a solid career at Harvard, did make his pro debut on Friday, also played on Sunday, no points in two games so far. And probably the player that Kings fans are most curious to know, how is it going? of course, is goalie Cal Peterson. Now, he has lost his last three starts. Matter of fact, he only has two wins in his last 14 starts. Overall, Cal has a record of 15, 18, and 4, 2.89 goals against the average and a 9.04 save percentage. So, again, uh, things have not gone well for Cal since being demoted to the AHL. Um, the idea of him getting his game back and then figuring it out and coming back to the NHL never materialized. Uh, which is why the Kings went out and got Jonas Corposalo. What Cal Peterson's future is with the Kings organization is totally up in the air. Obviously, there's going to be some big decisions made on that, maybe this offseason, but that's uh, that's for another show. For now, um, hopefully the rain can get back on track here soon, and hopefully Cal Peterson can play some good games late in the season. Looking ahead to this week on Locked on LA Kings, tomorrow we are scheduled to be joined by former LA Kings player and current Kings radio analyst Daryl Evans to talk about the Kings playoff push and, of course, the playoffs. Um, We will have a feedback show coming up this Thursday because we'll be recapping the big game against Vegas on Friday. So if you want to get your thoughts on anything going on with the Kings, making it into the playoffs again, the goalie situation, the injuries, anything's on the table you want to talk about, you can send me an email Locked on Eddie at gmail.com to be read on the show on Thursday. Locked on Eddie, E D D I E, at gmail.com. You can also, of course, post your comments in any of the YouTube episodes as well. Uh, we would invite you to follow us on Twitter. We're at Locked on LA Kings. And also the Instagram page is also at Locked on LA Kings. Thank you for watching Locked on LA Kings, making it your first listen every day. Make your second listen, though. Game to game NHL, every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysts that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings, go.